Welcome to Film Code. We're, uh, I guess we're doing a special episode this week. Uh, we are diving in deep because it is Sunday, March 14th. It is the day before uh, Oscar nominations are finally revealed. So myself and my two incredible co-hosts are going to dive into our last minute predictions. And to get started, please welcome back Mr. Nick Spain. Nick, how are you, sir? Doing good, Phoenix. Today's an exciting day to for all my uh, sports lovers out there. Today is Selection Sunday. Oh, it's an nice. extra special Selection Sunday because Nathan and I's school made it into the tournament for the first time since 2012. So super excited to see that. But also it is Oscar nominations on Monday. So it's just going to be a great two days, Phoenix. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yes. Yes, it is. Shout out Ohio men's basketball. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Yes. Super excited about that. And also joined by Mr. Nathan Pig. Nathan, how are you, sir? I'm great, Phoenix. Thanks for asking. You know, between watching the Snyder Cut early, which I uh, am not allowed to talk about, but (laughs) Nick and I fortunately did get to watch the Snyder Cut five days early. Thanks to our our roommate, Brandon. Shout out, Brandon. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And yeah, between the Oscar nominations tomorrow, maybe if you're listening to this, this in the future, it at least is tomorrow for us. Um, and, and between OU making the tournament. So when you're filling out your brackets across America, uh, maybe look Ohio University's way in that first round. Not Ohio uh, State. Right, right. It's a difference. Difference yeah. between Ohio State and Ohio University, but it is very exciting. So uh, congratulations to Ohio University. I'm, I'm looking Thank forward you, to you guys. Uh, but all right, so we have to get into our final predictions for Oscar nominations. Uh, we're going through a few of the um categories, and uh, we're just gonna pick our best five nominees that we think are going to make it. I don't know how close you guys have been following the precursors, but uh, the BAFTAs definitely shook a lot of things up, so I wouldn't look there. If you're looking to uh, to decide what what will get nominated, but uh, where should we start? We're gonna start in. Yeah, I, I guess a precursor is at the time of recording. Hopefully, you're listening to this um, the day before as we're recording, or whenever you're listening to this. This is a prediction show, so we are predicting who gets nominated. We're not picking winners. We'll have plenty plenty of time to talk about that on this show as. Three of us are all obsessed with the Oscars. I'm sure we'll be talking about that quite a bit. But for now, there's been months and months and months of speculation. There's some categories that are pretty obvious that I'm sure <laughs> we'll talk about. And there are others that, you know, four could go differently. So we'll see who gets snubbed. This is a pure prediction show, not who we want, but who we think is going to get in uh, the 15th, March 15th, and, and be revealed for who gets nominated. All righty. So let's kick off with cinematography. Uh, so 
cinema, you guys know cinematography is probably my favorite uh, technical category. It's just, uh, it takes a lot of skill to do this. And, um, and I've been looking at it and there are several contenders whom I, I really enjoy, but these are the five who I think are going to make it in and uh, love to hear you guys' thoughts. So I am going with, uh, first off, Mank for cinematography. I think, I think there's no way that movie doesn't get in. The, the black and white aesthetic is, is incredible. The way they lay it down and give it that 1930s feel, I think it's a shoe in. Um, Nomadland definitely sticks out in my mind. Um, <laughs> uh, Phoenix, you sound like you're mad at yourself for forgetting that one. I totally but blanked on that one, but yes. Ever since Nick and I were alone in the theater for Nomadland on opening night or the first like true weekend it was open, um, we were just blown away by cinematography. So whenever we're talking cinematography, Nomadland instantly comes to mind. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this year more than ever, it's, oh yeah, the it looks pretty, but it doesn't, you know, hold up enjoyment-wise. Mank is one of those. Nomadland is another one of those. Um, one that I'll have to go to that I feel like is not on too many people's boards, um, looking just at Gold Derby on this. Um, it's 16th, which I think is a tragedy. And I know, Phoenix, you're going to love this. I'm thinking of ending things. Mm. It just had such a unique mm. look to it. I don't, I think this is more of like a dark horse, a Cinderella story, but I, I really do think that this has, has great cinematography. I just think it's been too long since this movie came out. I mean, it's, it's so uniquely beautiful for sure. And I think if, if this movie gets looked at in any category for anything, it, it should be this like, Phoenix, I know that you're not a huge fan of this movie. Nick and I are, but look, it, it's not going to, most likely not going to get a screenplay nom. Neither of the Jesse duos are going to get acting noms. It, so where does this fall in line? I think this makes perfect sense for it to be here. And I, and I hope it happens. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually not uh, in disagreement in that. I actually think uh, if one thing that, I'm thinking of anything stands out in is its cinematography. So I would actually agree with you that uh, I, I think it would be nice if it got a nod here. I'm not predicting it, however, um, that would be a nice surprise. But uh, like you said, obviously Nomadland, I think has to be considered uh, on that list. It should be tops of everyone's list. Um, but I'm also gonna go with Judas and the Black Messiah. I think it got a um, either a Golden Globe or a SAG nom. I'm not sure, but uh, it popped up somewhere in the precursors, and I think that one's gonna stick because uh, I think the late arrival of Judas makes sense. It's gonna be on a lot more people's radar, and I do think the cinematography in it was solid. So, uh, yeah, I, I would I would put Judas up there. Yeah, so I guess my second one would be Judas as well um, for all the reasons you said. It's it's very pretty. It is. That's that's definitely something that that we said as well when we were watching it. Yeah, and and then I also have Judas. I also have Mank. I also have Nomadland, and then I have Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, another biopic this year. Another movie set in a different different time. And I think this this film is is great. 
So I guess I'll just just round out mine. I got Nomadland, Judas. I'm thinking of ending things. I, I want to speak that into existence. Okay. Mank as well. I think Mank... I, I'm just going to straight up say I think Mank is the best made movie of the year. Unfortunately, that that storyline does kind of drag it down a bit as it's not the most engaging thing in the world and we have some plot issues. But as far as production design, acting, like every technical element, I think Mank is the best movie of the year. Unfortunately, that's not the way we grade movies, but I hope I, I'm pretty confident it'll get a nod for cinematography. Um, and then my fifth one. Why, why am I blanking on my fifth one? What else did Ooh. we talk about? Judas, Mank, Nomadland, Trial. Yes, Trial. trial. Thank you. Um, I think that will get in as well. So those are my five. All right. Um, I am going Nomadland. Sorry, I missed that. That's obvious. Um, Mank, Judas, uh I am going to throw out uh, a, 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 this is the only category that I think this movie will get nominated in. Um, but I'm going with First Cow. I think uh, that that movie has incredible, gorgeous cinematography. So I could see it getting in there. Um, and I think for my last one, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I'm going with Trial of the Chicago 7. I think above and beyond it's it's just stellar cinematography so that's where we're at we pretty much got a lot of the same ones nomadland mank judas trial we only differ on i'm thinking of ending things and first cow which i think one of those two should definitely get in there so sweet now let's move on to uh where we where should we go next nathan let's do something on the short list um nope do we want to do makeup and hairstyling? All righty. So uh, the short list has, I believe, what is it? 15 films listed. And uh, they have Birds of Prey, Emma, The Glorious, Hillbilly Elegy, Jingle Jangle, The Little Things, My Rainies, Mank, One Night in Miami, and Pinocchio. That's not a bad lineup. Uh, so, yeah. Nathan, give me, well, actually, I'll go first. I think, without a doubt, I think the one that, that definitely gets in from this short list is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think that's that's way too obvious in terms of makeup and hairstyling, what they do with Viola Davis alone. I think that takes the cake. Okay, see, I, I definitely think Ma Rainey gets in there, but the one that I think is, is a lock to get nominated is Emma. And Despite your guys' feelings on that movie, I, I am significantly more positive on it than, than you guys are. But nonetheless, there's, there's no denying that they really capture the feel of that time. All the actors and actresses, they just they look gorgeous in those costumes. Whoever was doing um, the makeup and hairstyling, that whole team, I'm sorry, I don't know their names, did a fantastic job. So to me, Emma is a lock, and I just... I think it's going to win, too. I know this isn't a, a prediction winner show, but that's definitely getting in there in my mind. Well, I'll go with a, a different movie that I also think is going to get nominated, and that's Mank. Um, I just think that they do such a great job at capturing the, the hairstyles and the makeup for this time. Um, one that stands out specifically is Amanda Seyfried um, playing in the, the supporting role. I think that everything about her character's look was was fantastic. 
I agree with I definitely agree with Mank, but uh Emma oh. <laughs> I mean I think your guys' uh dislike for the movie might be a little bit blinding in this category. You might be correct. You might be definitely correct. But speaking of another movie that I absolutely did not like, but I think will definitely get nominated is Hillbilly Elegy. Uh I think what they do with Glenn Close in that movie. I mean, is in especially seeing the the uh, the real life characters at the end of the movie and how well they were able to match uh, every character, J.D. Vance and uh, you know Amy Adams and Glenn Close with the real life characters. I think was incredible. So I I think that's another shoe in is Hillbilly Elegy. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the one reason that I think because I mean, Glenn Close as my mamma is a mamma, I think is the is the epitome of that film. Much like I think with Viola Davis, I think just just Glenn Close alone gets you that nomination. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I know Nathan can't speak on that since I don't think he's been able to to catch it just yet, but um, Glenn Glenn Close and Amy Adams both there. Their ha- hairstyles, I feel like, very well represented the the look that they were going for. And Phoenix, you're right. The the ending when they show the real characters, you're like, whoa, yeah, that's crazy. That's you, spot on. You're right. I, I have not seen Hillbilly Elegy yet, but nonetheless, I do think this is going to get nominated. Um, I know I've said several times I don't want to predict the father for things because I haven't seen the father. But we, this isn't what we want. This is what we think is going to happen. And Judging by other people's predictions, judging what we just kind of know about the Oscars, I am also predicting Hillbilly Elegy from what I've seen in in pictures and a couple of little trailer spots while Netflix plays. It, it does look impressive, and I don't know how credible I am without seeing it, but still, it, it looks good. So um, those are my four. We've already talked about Ma Rainey, Mank, Hillbilly, Hillbilly Elegy, excuse me, and Emma, if I had to pick a fifth one, because there's going to be a fifth one, um, I'll go One Night in Miami. You know, I just think that those characters, I talked about it forever when we did our One Night in Miami <laughs> review discussion. Y'all are probably sick of hearing me talk about it, but I just love that they cast these non-A-list actors to portray these giant, larger-than-life black figures, and that's just so incredible. Not only did they get actors who look like the people they were playing, but they did everything in their power with their hair, with their costume design to, to actually make them look like it. Like Leslie Odom Jr. looked exactly like Sam Cooke. Uh, ben, Ben, I'm sorry, I don't remember the guy who played Malcolm X, but it's on the tip of my tongue. But he he looked fantastic. Kingsley uh, Benadir. Yes, thank you. I had it backwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We just know so many names. I'm sorry. He looked exactly like Malcolm X. So that's going to be my fifth spot is, is One Night in Miami. So to round mine out, it's going to be Mank, Ma Rainey, Hillbilly Elegy, Emma, and One Night in Miami. And then I'll go with, with my top five. I'll go Birds of Prey, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey, Mank, and was that five or is that four? That was four. That's four. And then I'll go One Night in Miami. Uh... Okay, I'm going to be the odd one out here, but uh, I definitely think, uh, like I said, Ma Rainey's a shoe-in, Hillbilly Elegy's a shoe-in. I think Mink also gets in on this category, uh, but <laughs> I'm going to go 
uh, Birds of Prey for the fourth spot. I think that is the, also the only uh, nomination that that movie sees. And I'm going Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey as my fifth spot. I think as much as as much as I don't like that movie, uh, there are a few things that it does well: set decoration, uh, costumes, makeup, and hairstyling. So, of that, I think it, it gets the edge. But I could also see something like the little things taking it out. So, like, I just so. I don't I don't even know why the little things is on here for this category. Like, I just <laughs> if we're just, talking about things, I don't like. I genuinely don't understand. I'm not trying to bash the little things because. I'm more positive on it than most people, but like, I just genuinely do not understand why it's on this category. <laughs> like, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I don't get it. What, what happened? Like, did Oof. someone take a little bit of gel and push it through, uh, <laughs> push it through Rami Malik's hair and they're calling that, that good enough for a nom? I, I don't, I don't know. I guess so. I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> so that's where we're at with makeup and hairstyling. And let's move to, documentary feature yep phoenix go ahead okay so these guys don't watch as many documentaries as me but uh luckily the oscars have shortlisted 15 films and uh here's what we got all in the fight for democracy boy state collective crip camp dick johnson is dead gunda mlk fbi the mole agent my octopus teacher Naturnal, the painter and the thief 76 Days, Time, The Truffle Hunters, and Welcome to Chechnya. Uh, this is a sick lineup. Like, for I anyone... have a question, Phoenix. Yeah. How many of these names did you actually recognize and have seen? I have seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've seen eight of these. Wow. I'm wow. impressed. Yeah. Good for you, Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, I love documentaries. I'm I'm still trying to get around to seeing uh, MLK FBI and uh, My Octopus Teacher and Eternal. What is that uh, even about? My he, Octopus Teacher? I have what? no clue. I have no clue. I can't wait to watch it and find out. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's a those are a few I'm trying to see. But from this list, I think I can garner five. And I'm I'm really just going off of the ones that I've seen. So I would go with uh, Boy State, Collective, The Mole Agent, Time. And I think we got to get a more directly political documentary in there. So I think I'm going to go with 76 Days. Uh, those are the five, I think, uh, Boy State, tremendous. It's about um, these uh, these kids who go to a government sort of training camp, but it's all conservative and it's, it's hilarious, but it's worth checking out. I believe it's on Apple TV. Collective is about a fire that happened in some country. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. And the journalist who uncovered all of the things going wrong in the hospital industry. Uh, I also think this one will appear in international feature. So I think it'll be a double nominee, much like Honeyland was a few years ago. Uh, I think the mole agent scored a nod at, at, another, at another award show at another precursor. So I think that is enough to get it in. 
76 Days is the directly political one about the uh, uh, previous administration's handling of the COVID crisis. So I think that one's in. And Time, I think, is the best documentary that I've seen all year. So I think that is not only that, I don't think that one not only gets in, I feel that that's your winner, but that's just me. So that's what I'm going with for documentary feature. Sounds good. What's Sorry. next? So let's start on the heavy hitters and we will go with original screenplay. <laughs> All right. Now, me personally, I think original screenplay is the toughest category this year. Uh, it's just they're way there. This is this is crazy. So I am really curious what what you guys have as your number one or the one you think is a definite shoe in for original screenplay. So I have three that I think are absolute locks. Like there's, I will be stunned. I I'm pretty sure these three are, are going to get in and, and those three are trial of Chicago seven promising young woman and Minari. I just think mm. those three are mm. just knowing what we know, seeing these movies, you know, two of those movies are my top two movies of the year. Um, but, but my feelings aside, just as screenplays like Minari, I feel like is going to get a lot of love from the Oscars, maybe not on the winning side, but at least on the nom side. Um, so that's, that's definitely in there in my mind. So those, those are my three locks for sure. Minari trial and promising. Well, I don't know. This is a tough category, and yeah, and just just for me, I I'm looking just at, at Gold Derby for this. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, I know Nathan's not because he's sitting right here. I don't know, but you're you're looking off of Phoenix. But um, I had to agree with Nathan on two of those: Trial and Promising mm. Young Woman. Um, two two solid screenplays, but just. The rest, <laughs> like four, just they don't speak to me, like story wise. They just they don't speak to me. But, okay. but do you think they'll speak to the Academy? Because <sighs> remember, this is not what we personally want, right, it's what right. we think will happen. Well, I think Sound of Metal will at least get nominated because an original screenplay. I don't know. <laughs> I, the Academy likes that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I have no idea how Mank can be nominated for for best original screenplay because this there's not even really a story here. Like I'll say <laughs> I'll say Minari because at least there's a story. I just didn't enjoy it. And you know what my my number one's got to make it at least here. And and this is the perfect spot to slide it in. That's Soul. Soul is yes. going to be five. I like picking some dark horses here and there because you never know with the academy and that's just that's just got to be one of them okay uh we agree on definitely i think three uh i agree definitely with trial of the chicago seven i think aaron sorkin gets in uh i, I just don't think there's any way to deny that screenplay uh i also agree with promising young woman it's it's too good it's way too good of a story uh and my rounding out my top three is also soul. Like maybe it's maybe it's a wish, you know. Maybe I'm wishing it, but I mean, 
it, it was it was fantastic. Like I just don't see how that movie doesn't get in there. Um, but yeah, those last two spots is a little bit rough because uh, I I think I will I think I will agree with Nathan on Minari. I think there is um, a lot of love for that film. Uh, even if you know what I'm saying, even if I don't share that same love, I do think there's a lot of love for that film. Um, Mank seems like an the obvious choice to get in as well, but again, you these, these we're there's predicting no what story there, right? We're predicting what they will do, and I think simply because it was Jack Fincher, David Fincher's father, I think they'll be content with uh, rewarding that with a nod. Yeah. So I th- I'm, I'm going to give it to Mank. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they're going to do David Fincher like that. I don't yeah. like, I just, we, we all agree on Mank not necessarily being, um, we're not as high on it as, as a lot of people are, but nonetheless, I still think the Academy will eat this up. I still think this is a movie for them. And Look, I do think there's a lot of weight behind it being David Fincher. If this was, I'm not saying he should get this nomination purely off of name recognition, but if this was a director that we didn't really know, maybe their second film and their first one, something not a lot of people have heard of, I I could see this being more like, yeah, this was an impressive movie, but an original screenplay, nom. Mm. But I really do think that David Fincher's name carries a ton of weight and and i think that pretty much alone will will help get this in there so that's that's my fourth choice i do want to throw out one uh one suggestion that i think could be a surprise nominee here at at least i would i would hope so but you know this this is again probably wishful thinking if uh if soul doesn't get in i hope it's replaced with this one and that is the five bloods uh that is a movie that I'm super high on. You guys know, and I do think the screenplay deserves uh, deserves an, a, an at least a nod. I I do too. I think The Five Bloods deserves the fifth spot. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not going to go that direction because I, even though I think it deserves it, I don't think it will get it. So yeah. I'll just round out my top five, and I'm gonna go with Sound of Metal as well. I we reviewed it last week we're all not too high on this film as well. Um, seemingly everyone else is, and, and we're in the minority on that, on that department. But I do think Sound of Metal is going to, to get the fifth spot here for original screenplay. I just think this is something that speaks to the Academy. I think um, the story, while, while we have some strong issues with it, is something that they're going to love. They're going to love how they take this idea about, you know, a man losing his hearing and almost the, the dances with wolves feel Ooh. of getting welcomed into a culture that, that you didn't necessarily want to be in. So um, I, I think that gets the, the fifth spot. So for me, it's, it's sound of metal mank promising young woman, trial of Chicago seven and Minari for best original screenplay. Mm. Yeah. That's a solid. I like how we're all different. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's try adapted screenplay next. This would be interesting as well. These are screenplays that are taken from another medium. Uh, wish we had a short list on this because again, this is this is a, a crazy field. But uh, 
I think for me, again, the shoe in, the shoe in here is my Rainey's Black Bottom. I think Ruben Santiago Hudson, who did the screenplay, did a fantastic job transferring this play into a movie and and just giving it just doing it justice in terms of like like we, like this year we've seen a lot of stage plays turned into films and this is the only one that i think was done really really well so i think it's a shoe in ma rainey's black bottom definitely guaranteed and for adapted. me for me i i think ma rainey is gonna get this uh nomination as well but it is not the most obvious choice here like i definitely think it's gonna be there definitely but to me if you're saying you have to bet your life soul style on one of these movies getting nominated for best adapted screenplay i'm picking nomadland just because of how beloved it has been at awards season so far it's sweeping almost everything I, I don't even know. Has it even lost Best Adapted Screenplay? It has, actually. What did it lose to? I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> well, either way, I just think this is an absolute lock to get nominated. Um, I do think Ma Rainey's going to be there as well. And One Night in Miami, I think, is an absolute lock, too. If you're, I, I don't envision a world where One Night in Miami gets, gets shut out from the Best Five Adapted Screenplays. So those three are my locks. Yeah, I was going to say, those three are my three locks, and it's tough because The Father comes out next week, and I feel like that'll probably be in the category of of that. Um, but just just looking, I, I really, I haven't seen News of the World, um, and I, that's, that's up there. Borat, subsequent film, <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that just doesn't seem like a a film to get nominated. So I, I'm going to go with, I'm thinking of ending things again. Um, do I think that it is most likely not, but, but I just can't sit here and nominate films that I haven't seen. And there are so many films in the top half of the top six films. I have not seen mm-hmm. in the, the running on gold derby for this category. And, and I just don't feel confident in saying that. So if I'm if I'm wrong on this pick, that's that's fine. But I just I can't sit here and nominate movies that I that I haven't seen. So and, and see, I I felt that way when we were talking about um, like who we want and mm-hmm. and what we think is a better performance. Like I'm not going to sit here and say hey, Anthony Hopkins is a better performance than than Gary Oldman if we haven't seen it. But mm-hmm. but for me, I. I think what we're going for is is what we're predicting and at this point i'm comfortable with with saying this is the way things are trending so i'm gonna pick this because it's trending that way but i absolutely see where you're coming from and i wish we have seen everything um i wish that's the way it worked but but unfortunately that's not um that's a good transition into my last two actually because the last two are films i haven't seen i think the father is going to be there as well again haven't seen it. I completely respect you not picking it because we haven't seen it. But no, I think I'm not, it, I'm not not picking it. I'm saying that it probably will. I'm just saying that I haven't seen the story, so I don't know. Right. I can't judge it. Like I, I, I'm picking it to get nominated. I'm just saying that I don't know what the story is about, so I can't even speak on that. Okay. Um. So I think it. I think it's going to be there as well. 
And then for that fifth spot, this is this is my bold pick. Um, I don't have a ton of bold picks in here, but this is this is probably the biggest one. And again, this is a movie I haven't seen, but nonetheless, I could see this happening. And that's First Cow. Um, this mm. was getting so much buzz over the summer, mm. and apparently, again, I haven't seen it. Phoenix, you have. Apparently, this is a a really solid movie, a really solid choice. And looking at how things are going to fall, I don't see this getting a lot of love nominations wise. I think the Academy is going to look and look at this and say, this is a good enough movie, but it's just not going to find a seat at the table anywhere. It deserves at least a spot somewhere. I think it's good enough to get in, um, in their eyes. I obviously can't speak to that, but it's a, good movie apparently and mm -hmm. i just don't see it getting shut out of everything completely so i think it finds its way in here oh man you guys gave up some some really strong picks that i'm like oh man now i have to wrestle with them um but i honestly i have seen news of the world uh it to me is is the the screenplay is by far the worst part of that movie but for whatever reason a lot of people like it I'm still not predicting it to win or, 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 or to get nominated because I think a, a, a sleeper came up and I think that sleeper is going to snag that spot. So I agree with you. I think my my five, I'm going with Ma Rainey, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, The Father, and I think that fifth spot, while I would love to see it go to... Uh, first cow i think i think it's going to the mauritanian i think that's what's going to sneak in and take that fifth spot uh i've seen the mauritanian mauritanian i've seen it uh actually a really enjoyable film uh i think a really strong screenplay and uh i think i think that's what's going to uh knockout news of the world so i'm going with the mauritania sweet awesome what is what's our next category uh i believe we are on best you know what i'm gonna do international feature because i do want to talk about that uh category it is on the short list um i know you guys have not seen a lot of international films but currently on the short list is quovitis ida from Bosnia and Herzegovina, yeah, there we go. Uh, from Chile, the mole agent. From the Czech Republic, charlatan. From Denmark, another round. Francis, the two of us. Guatemala's La Llorona. Hong Kong's Better Days. Iran's Sun Children. Ivory Coast, Night of the Kings. I'm No Longer Here from Mexico. Hope from Norway. Collective from Romania. Dear Comrades from Russia. A Son from Taiwan, and The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia. Those are the 15 shortlisted films. And I got it. I, I think I got the five, and I think it's going to be Covitis Ida, Another Round, Two of Us, La Llorona, and I'm going with Dear Comrades. I think those will be the five. I also could see Night of the Kings, or I'm no longer here sneaking in, but I'm going with those five. Ovidus Ida, Another Round, Two of Us, La Llorona, and D 
dear comrades. So that's my picks for international feature. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> I think I may get, it. yeah, I think I may get three out of the five, but those are my five. So with that down, let's go into best director. Wow, uh, skipping, skipping all the, the actor and actresses categories. Oh, I usually, I think director, you know, like, which, whichever way you want to go. No, director. We'll go director. Director? Okay, no. Director, I think, is one of the toughest categories uh, this year. But uh, Nick, why don't you kick me off? What's, uh, who do you have leading your director? Any uh, solid picks for director? Well, I, I I think the lock is Chloe Zhao for for No Man Land. I this is like Joaquin and Brad and <laughs> last year. Right. I just think there's no way that a this doesn't get nominated and b that she doesn't win. I just in <laughs> in whatever world I just can't see it. All right, I uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. I think Chloe Zhao's a a 100% shoe in. Uh, there's, there's just no denying it. So yeah, I think, <laughs> I think yeah. that, that one's, uh, painfully obvious. What do you have a, as your, do you have any other locks besides that? Um, I have David Fincher as yeah. a lock. Oh, uh, <laughs> I have Emerald Fennell. I think she's a lock. I also think that her name sounds like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> um, and I think Aaron Sorkin and Regina King are mm. are pretty close as well. So I missed this whole uh, lock debate. <laughs> I'm going with, I think Chloe Zhao is, again, this is as obvious as they come, I feel right. like. Um, and Aaron Sorkin is a lock for me as well. Those two are definitive in my mind. I just... Again, if I wake up and Aaron Sorkin is not nominated for Best Director, we wake up and Chloe Zhao is not nominated for Best Director. Um, I I don't I yeah, as well stop predicting things. <laughs> no chance. Right. That's just not no gonna happen. Chance. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> um, I really hope Emerald Fennell gets in. I I think she will. Um, but she's not as obvious as a choice. If there's anyone that gets super snubbed this Oscar season, I could see it being her from the director conversation. Mm. I, again, I love promising a woman. I don't think that's going to happen. I think she's going to get, uh, I'm predicting she's going to get nominated, but if anyone gets like, if we're talking tomorrow and this week about a massive snub, I'm afraid it's going to be this. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she gets in. I hope Regina King gets in as well. Obviously this would make it, um, three. three women in this category, which is fantastic because all three absolutely deserve it. I hope Regina King gets in her as well. I'm afraid could fall out. She deserves it. I'm predicting it, but I think she's going to, I think she could fall out as well. And that's because I think David Fincher takes that, mm. that fifth spot per se. Once again, it's David Fincher. I, I think he's just got that name recognition. And even if, people like a Judas and the Black Messiah, a Minari better. Mm-hmm. I still just think that name recognition with David Fincher, David Fincher does not get shut out of best director. I, I just, it's not quite a lock. Um, I definitely could see a world where that happens. I just don't think it's very likely. I think they would be much quicker to shut out first time directors, Emerald Fennell and Regina King mm. before they shut out a, a, 
um, Goliath like, like David Fincher. So the one person that I think would enter that conversation and shut one of those two first timers out is, um, gosh, what's his name? Lee, Lee Isaac Chung from mm-hmm. Minari. I think that, like I said earlier, though we don't necessarily love Minari as much as, as most, I feel like that's a common trend. Um, I do think it's going to get a lot of love from the Oscars. Would not be surprised to see Lee Isaac Chung get in, but that does mean I'm afraid one of our, one of our two um, first-time directors is going to fall out of that conversation. I'm sorry. After that mouthful, I'm not predicting that, though. I'm going to go with, with the three women, Regina King, Chloe Zhao, Emerald Fennell, as well as Aaron Sorkin and David Fincher. Okay, so I am going to be the one who challenges those locks, and I am going to say that Aaron Sorkin is the one who gets left out. I think Aaron Sorkin gets snubbed out of the director's category. I do. Um, and, and, and I know that seems crazy, but um, I think most people would agree that the screenplay, the writing of the film stands out more than the direction. I think that's the, the, the uh, argument with uh, Trial of Chicago 7 is that it's strongly written I think really, really well directed, but some people will will probably disagree. So I think Aaron Sorkin is is the one on the on the outs looking in. Uh, definitely going to go with Chloe Zhao. I think that's clear as day. Um, I'm actually going to go with Lee Isaac Chung as a lock as well. I think he he snags that uh, other spot. Uh, and I can see a world where two two female directors get nominated, but not three. So I think the second one goes to Emerald Fennell. I think she gets in there. I think Promising Young Woman is that good of a film that she she snags that spot. And then I see uh, David Fincher. I think there's just no way he doesn't get left out. Uh, I, as much as I, eh, on Mank, I think. He's a shoe-in. And again, I'm not, I, I hope this isn't wishful thinking, but I'm going to say, like you said, if a, if a veteran filmmaker knocks out one of these first-time directors, I think it's going to be Regina King. And I think that veteran director is, I hope at least, Spike Lee for The Five Bloods. I think he deserves the nod. I think this is one of his best films. So... I think Spike gets in, and uh, that's her five. Spike Lee, Chloe Zhao, Emerald Fennell, David Fincher, Lee Isaac Chung. Those are your five directors. So not only do you want it, you think it's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. Okay, I just I, – I, I totally agree that The Five Bloods deserves more nominations than it's going to get. Mm-hmm. I think – I think it's going to get shut out. I do. I, and I don't think full thinking Phoenix. And I, mm-hmm. I, that sucks. It really does. But I do think it's going to get shut out completely mm. and that's not fair. But to me, I I just think it's competitive enough without spike with those top <laughs> six. Right. Um, and I'm afraid Regina King gets, gets shut out if they want Lee Isaac Chung in there. I just, I just don't see a world where Aaron Sorkin doesn't get nominated for best director. I, I'm, I just don't see it. I, I think that'd be crazy. I think it would be crazy, but I could totally see it. All right, let's move on. All right, so let's kick off with Best Supporting Actor. All right, this is a toughie. 
uh, <laughs> um, probably not in the winter, but definitely in the nominations. Uh, I think clear, clear as day, clear as day, your front runner, your, your, your locks, I should say, your locks, the three-headed monster, Daniel Kaluuya, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Leslie Odom Jr., I, I, I think we can we can definitely be like, yeah, we're sold on that. Where are those last two spots going? I'm I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, you know, I, I was debating someone on Twitter yesterday who said <laughs> Sasha Barrico and does does not deserve a best supporting actor nom for, for Trial of Chicago Seven. And my only response back to them was cringe because <laughs> it is like the the dislike or obvious hate for trial of chicago 7 is pretty cringe like if you don't like the movie that's fine that that's your opinion right like disagreements make the world go round but the obvious distaste for trial of chicago 7 on film twitter is weird it's weird. it's very weird. very weird it's very strange <laughs> um so that's the best way i can describe it it's very strange that film twitter just collectively hates this movie even though it's <laughs> definitely gonna get a lot of oscar noms so that's just weird to me but you're absolutely right anyone who thinks sasha barrett cohen is not gonna get nominated for this is out of their mind yeah. i'm sorry you just you're either blind or you're crazy um he's he's gonna get in he's going to but leslie adam jr and daniel kaluuya absolutely are the favorites that is a three-headed monster and uh, this was very obvious to pick these three yeah well it's crazy because all three of these people are all um, being or performed, I guess, real people in, in history, which is yeah. crazy. So, but I don't know where to go from, from there though. <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll kind of take over. I do think Paul Racy does get in as really? much as, yes, as much as we Think I, I think that's a good performance. I do. Like, I think he is one of the best parts of Sound of Metal. I am not over the moon about this performance. Like, I think you take the top three, and there is a sizable gap. But I, I think he gets in. I do. Like, I just, I think he's good enough. Like I said, I think the Academy is going to love Sound of Metal. Um, and I think this is one of the performances that gets in from it. And I just, I think it's good. I don't think he's great. But nonetheless, I think he's there. Hmm. Well, I think uh, Nick coming in with another dark horse pick. <laughs> I think a dark horse pick to get in is Alan Kim from Minari. Nice. Just won this award at the SAGs. And what Critics' choice. Critics' choice. Yeah, he won critics. Best Young Actor. Yeah, Best Young Actor. Um, I don't know. I feel like lots of steam coming in from that. So I would not be surprised to see him coming in. Such a cute kid. I would love to see that. Um, yeah. Like, there is not a world where I am upset that Alan Kim gets in. <laughs> I am not predicting that to happen, but um, I would definitely be happy for that. That's something I'm rooting for, but I don't think happens. Because if you know me, if you remotely follow me on Twitter... Um, you know that I think I'm the president of the Defend Mark Rylance Club. Um, this is ridiculous. It really is. Right. Like, I don't understand where people are picking 15 minutes of Chadwick Boseman over two and a half hours of Mike Ryland, Mark Rylance. I just, I, I don't 
understand where people are just overlooking this. This is great. Mark Rylance is a Best Supporting Actor winner. He is amidst so many great performances in trial. He's one of the best. Um, like I said, I am just a ginormous defender of Mark Rylance in this performance. I don't think he's good enough to win because I think Sasha, Daniel, Leslie are better. He deserves to be here. I've said it for months. He deserves to be here. And if Alan Kim gets it instead of him, uh, I'm going to be happy for Alan Kim. But this man deserves to be here. So I'm, I'm picking Mark Rylance as my fifth. And that's my speak it into existence pick. I don't think it's that that far off. It's not right. like a complete whoa, but um, this this needs to happen. This needs to happen. Uh, I definitely think that there is room for two performances from Child of the Chicago 7 to get into this category. I definitely think there's room for it. Um, I think the Alan Kim one is also, I think that one's happening. I think it's happening. And my only fear is that like everywhere it's been Jared Leto and Bill Murray. And I'm like, why? Like, why? And the Paul Racy one, I really don't understand, but there's a lot of backing behind it. But again, I, I can see a situation where there may be a lot of backing behind it, but it doesn't show up. Um, so for me, I think Alan Kim scores that fourth spot. And I'm going with another performance from Trial of the Chicago 7. You, as, big of a, as big of a defender as you are of Mark Rylance, I am as big of a defender as for Frank Langella, who I think kills it as Judge Hoffman. So I could see a world where those two snag the final two spots. But again, I, the the Jared Leto, Bill Murray train for whatever reason, someone has to explain it to me. That seems to be the thing and I really hope it stops. But we hope that's just the Globes being the Globes. Yeah, I really hope that's the Globes being the Globes. So, I'm sorry, we, we were just a little jumbled that whole time. So can everyone say their five again? So I'm going uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Sasha Baron Cohen, Leslie Odom Jr., Alan Kim, and Frank Langella. And I'm going to go with, of course, the three-headed monster that is Daniel Kaluuya, Sasha Baron Cohen, Leslie Young Jr., but then I'm going to go Alan Kim and Mark Rylance. Yep, and of course, three-headed Daniel, Sasha, Leslie, locks. Um, I do think Paul Racy gets in. I just think they're going to love that. And then Mark Rylance. I mean, just head over to my Twitter. You'll, you'll see why. <laughs> you'll see all my defense for this man. All right, so best supporting actress. I am really looking forward to this because there is no category <laughs> this year that has this much confusion and like no one knows every precursor has been different so i really am curious what you guys are thinking for best supporting actress do you have any locks at this point i was gonna say i think amanda seyfried is a mm. lock for me for mank um and I think Olivia Coleman for the father. I feel like those are probably two pretty solid locks. Um, 
Amanda Seafried for me is is my only lock. I just think that I don't think she's the front runner by any means. But if you're telling me to pick five, there's I just don't see a world where she's not one of the five. Um, even though this is a very competitive, um, this this one is is not obvious at all. But I think she, I just think she's one of the five. Uh, I think the one lock I'm gonna have to go with is the one person who's gotten. Golden Globe, Critics' Choice, SAG, BAFTA, everything. And that's Maria Bakalova uh, for Borat, subsequent movie film. I think she's sensational. Really, really a standout breakout performance. I think it's strong enough to get her in. So that that's where I'm at. I'm thinking the Minari love will show up here as well. And I think Yu Jong Yoon also gets in. So those two, I'm... I'm I'm secure enough to lock in, but the rest of the field is wide open. <laughs> yeah, I you mentioned a couple of actresses that I definitely think get in. Um, Yu Jong Yoon is on my my list as well for for people that are going to get in, and then we transition into three movies that I haven't seen. But again, <laughs> knowing how things have fell so far, and knowing what people think is going to happen, watching several other prediction videos. It seems like Maria Bakalova is going to get in. We have not seen that movie, but the love for her seems real. So I do pick her to get in. Um, those are my three. I, I only think Seafried's the only lock, but I'm going to pick uh, Yoon and Bakalova as well to, to fit in there. And I might as well finish this off here. Um, I think Olivia Coleman is going to get in as well. Like I don't, again, have not seen The Father, but her and Hopkins just seem like a dynamic duo that everyone's loving. Coleman, of course, is a best actress winner. I, I just, I see this happening. I see this happening. And then of course the globes is the globes, but Jodie Foster, I, th I think it's, I think it's relatively obvious that, that she's going to get in. I just, I think they did a talk with Fina in 2019. She won at the globes, but didn't get she nominated. Did. Yeah. I just, don't necessarily see that happening two years in a row so again have not seen the mauritanian but i'll go with jody foster so i got i've got amanda seafried jody foster maria bakalova yun jun yun and olivia coleman solid solid five yeah and i'll go with uh yun jung yun as well olivia coleman maria bakalova amanda seafried and jody foster i think that's the first time we're the same Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, I wish I could follow that train, but like I said, supporting actress has been all over the place, and I think this is this is the one category that's primed for a surprise. So I'm going Maria Bakalova, Yujon Yoon, Olivia Coleman. I just think the name recognition is too much. Um. Uh. I think Jodie Foster also gets in. I, I'm going to make that prediction as well. And then I'm going to go super crazy and, you know, say a prayer and, and hope that this happens. Uh, I'm picking Dominique Fishback uh, from Judas and the Black Messiah. I realize how much of a long shot that is, but is it really? Because I think she's on the cusp of uh, the performances. But again, like I said, supporting actress has been all over the place. It could turn out that Helena Zingle can get in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeri Han, you have no idea. It, it's, it's all over the place. So, but those are my five. 
Dominic Fishback, Yujon Yoon, uh, Maria Bakalova, and Jodie Foster, I, and, and Olivia Coleman. And Olivia Coleman. So you're you're saying Seafried does not get in after? I'm, yes, because I just feel like I feel like the love for Mank stops in its technical categories. I feel like it doesn't translate to the actors at all. That that I'm, I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy, but. That's that's what I that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, just, I don't see a world, and we're looking into the future. But if you think the billing stops at the acting, I don't see a world where, especially one of these mank actors, does not get nominated. I don't. I just. I don't see that happening. I, I, let's let's uh let's go we'll, ahead. And we'll see who'll be right on that. We should take a bet. But <laughs> so, best uh, actor. So, best actor. This one also feels uh, like a lock, but I have I have a few different locks than you guys. So my locks is obviously Chadwick. I think he's in. Um, I think Anthony Hopkins is in this. I sat, I haven't seen the father yet either, but from what I hear, it's just is no way it doesn't it doesn't get a nod. I am locking in Delroy Lindo. Okay, like I, I think, it's I, I know it's crazy. It it shouldn't be crazy. It really should not be crazy, but I'm locking in Delroy Lindo. There has not been five better performances than his all year. I mean that. There are no, not. There and, has not. And, and Delroy Lindo should be in this discussion. He should be nominated, but he won't be. I'm sorry. No. Like I, I think I that is you speak that evil on me. especially <laughs> locking is and putting that much confidence in it. I'm locking I them in. I think that is a pick made with your heart and not your head. No, I think that yeah. that is. No, I don't you care. You gotta look at the way the rain is falling, my no. friend. The rain's falling in the wrong direction. Then. He deserves <laughs> to be there. It's just I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, look, my I I wanted to to touch on real quick. Uh, Best supporting. Nobody mentioned Glenn Close. I've not seen Hillbilly Elegy, but that is absolutely something that I think could happen. Seeing how the tides are turning, I think the Academy really respects Glenn Close, so I could see that happening. But but coming back to best actor, um, I've got three locks. Of course, Chadwick's going to be there. Of course, Anthony Hopkins is going to be there. Really the only two in competition, I think. But come on, it's not close. and Gary Oldman is absolutely locked. He is. No. Um, we can we can no. disagree with critics on Mank all we want. We can disguise and and say uh, we don't like Mank as much as, as some of these other movies, but I just think it's it's biased to say <laughs> Gary Oldman will not be here. I just think it's biased. Um, look, I don't love Mank. None of us love Mank. Mm. That performance, though, is made for the Oscars. He is going to be here. And and I'm sorry, people that are not predicting Gary Oldman to be here, I'm, it's just bias. I'm sorry. So I mean, I'm not I'm saying, locking him in. I'm not saying that he won't be there. Actually, no, I am. I am saying that. Um, I think it's, it's even though it's, it's probably everything the Oscars typically go for, I just don't see it. I can't say it's one of the five best performances of the year. Now that that 
probably won't matter to Oscar voters, but you know, name recognition will probably be enough to get him in. But I just, I'm hoping, hoping that more people have seen movies this year, seen more than a few movies and can go, I don't think I, I need Gary Oldman in this lineup. That's what I'm thinking. Well, he'll be there. So you're just setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment. <laughs> what do you think? What are your locks? Well, I think Chad Wexel lock. And I think Anthony Hopkins is the only other lock that I feel safe talking about. Okay. Well, why don't why don't you pick up from there with, with the other one? And then for my other three, I sadly have to say Gary Oldman. <laughs> I sadly have to say Stephen Young. Or Steve, yeah, Stephen Yoon. And I sadly, sadly have to say Reason Man. <laughs> this is not a category I'm happy about, but what are you going to do? I mean, these, these are movies that we're not in love with, but I, I don't fault the performances like at all. These are, these are movies that aren't as engaging as we want them to be, at least in our opinions, but I'm not blaming any of these actors. I, I still think Gary Oldman is a lock. I mean, that's, that's going to happen. And then these other two are performances that I don't want, but I think we'll be there. You know, Phoenix, we spoke on the phone after Minari. I don't think Steven Yeun is a fi- top five performer of the year. As far as actors go, I, I don't, I, prefer Lakeith Stanfield over him. Mm-hmm. That's just not going to happen though. Steven Yeun is going to be here. Um, uh, it's not an, unfortunately for me, I, I just think it's going to happen. Um, and unfortunately, Rizamed is going to be here. I, <laughs> I don't think he's better than Delroy Lindo. I don't think he's better than Lakeith Stanfield. I, uh, I don't even think he's better than Jesse Plemons, but mm. he's going to be here. Um, and I, I'm not as happy about the, the last two. Steven Yeun and, and Riza Med, both very good actors. Mm-hmm. Just don't prefer these performances over Adele Roy Lindo, over Lakeith Stanfield. So it is what it is. I'm going <laughs> Chadwick, Hopkins, um, Oldman, and then Yun and Anamed. Uh no. <laughs> so I'm going Chadwick, Hopkins, Lindo. Uh, those last two, I actually think are a bit more up in the air. I know a lot of people are predicting Riz and Yoon uh, to get in. And it does seem like that's where the winds are falling. But I just want to throw out a few other possibilities. I don't know if these will happen, but I just want to throw these out. Mads Mikkelsen from Another Round, I think stands a chance it's an international film but i think it definitely stands a chance because i think he gives such a great performance in it uh i also think sasha baron cohen has a shot here in for a borat subsequent movie film i just think what he does i think there's a lot of love for that film that not a lot of people are are discussing but i think there is room for uh that performance to get uh a nod here he also did win the golden globe for it Maybe it translates, I have no idea. Uh, and I also want to throw out one other one, which is, uh, oh God, I just had it. Kingsley Benadir for One Night in Miami. Uh, I do think even though that's more of an ensemble piece, uh, most people would recognize Kingsley as the lead. So I think there's a shot there, but again, it's up in the air, but I will predict 
Riz Ahmed and Steven Yoon to finish out the nominees, but 100% locking in Del Orlando. Also, uh, shout out Paul Bettany, not for playing Vision, but for playing Uncle Frank. Maybe if uh, maybe if more than 50 people saw Uncle Frank, <laughs> he'd, he'd get some Oscar love because in an, in an ideal world, which we are not doing this and I apologize, but in an ideal world, if it, I was picking, I would go Chadwick Boseman. Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, Delroy Lindo, and Paul Bettany, because those are the best five performances of the year for a, a lead male actor. But um, like I said, only like 45 people saw Uncle Frank and, <laughs> and know that movie even exists. So unfortunately, he won't be there, but he should be. Solid. All right. So we are on to Best Actress. Uh, this one, I think, also has room to switch up but uh i'm super curious i think i have two i think i have two locks yeah i have two locks psych i have three locks all right i have three locks for best actress and i'm going uh carrie mulligan for promising young woman uh francis mcdormand for nomadland and viola davis for ma rainey's black bottom I was going to say, very much like the uh, best supporting actor category, I think this is also a three-headed dragon category with Carrie, Viola, and Francis. Um, I think just rounding out my my top five here is Andra Day. Um, she won, what? The Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Um, so I think she'll at least get in there. And like Nathan mentioned earlier, Vanessa Kirby. Or I think we talked pre-show about this. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of Woman. I just don't think I, in a, in an ideal world, I don't see who else slips into that. Hmm. To me, this is the most obvious category, top to bottom. Right. Like <laughs> we we can talk about it. it's obvious Chadwick should be there. It's obvious Chloe Zhao should be in director. But if we're talking about top to bottom spots one through five, this was the most obvious thing. I did. I, I almost didn't write this down. Like this is, if if it's not the five that that Nick mentioned, I think that's a stunner. Like Francis, Viola, Carrie, and Vanessa Kirby are all locks in my mind. Like absolute locks. Like they're gonna be there. And I think Andre Day winning the Globe mm-hmm. over Titans like McDormand and Davis and Carrie, who delivers the best performance of the year. Mm-hmm for her to beat absolute Titans as, as this young up and comer, I think that solidified her being there. So to me, this, this was the most obvious category, top to bottom. And if it's anything other than these five, I'll be just stunned. Stunned. I agree that this is a clear in a way one through five, but if there is a surprise here, if there is a surprise here, I am seeing Kirby on the outs. And I see the person replacing Kirby. And this is, is Zendaya. I think Zendaya from Malcolm and Marie oh. 100% steals a spot. If she can steal a spot from anyone, she steals it from Kirby. If, if there's a surprise, there may not be a surprise, and we may definitely be seeing these five, but 
if there's a surprise, I think it's Zendaya who comes in and steals the spot. Phoenix is just has as wishful thinking everywhere today. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think it's I think it's entirely possible. And if and and I'll even throw in another one. And this one is this one's even crazier. If there's a, a surprise, the other person who, if it's not Zendaya, whom I could see stealing a spot from one of these five, is Elizabeth Moss. I think Elizabeth Moss stands uh, a chance. Stands a chance. Shirley? Not no. for Shirley. No, for Invisible Man. I think uh, I think Elizabeth Moss steals a spot. No, I'm just putting it out there. That was pre-pandemic. That that was <laughs> years ago. That was years ago. <laughs> Maybe look under the 2015 best picture, best uh, actress. She might be there because of when uh, Invisible Man came right. out. Right. <laughs> never say never with 2015. I mean, Hamilton made it in. Right, right. <laughs> My goodness. All right. So those are our crazy predictions. And we've arrived at the final, the dance, the place that we all want to go. And I know we're going to get some different ones here. So what are you guys predicting for best picture? I'd love to actually start with how many movies are you predicting for best picture? Because that's always a big thing. Um, I They did nine last year in 2019. Mm-hmm. How many do you think they're going with this year? I think nine. I I always want to to say 10 just because I'm like you got 10 spots go for it like there's no reason not to go for it I disagree I, I, I think the less the better I, I in a perfect world I think it's seven or eight but I think they're gonna go with nine this year I think you have 10 great movies I do think you have 10 great movies but I I'm go- you know what? I'm sticking with it. I'm I'm sticking with ten. You can you can do ten. You might as well do ten. That's what I'm. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going with ten. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. Did you say there's ten great movies to 2020? Yes. I there just uh, <laughs> wanted to make sure that wasn't bad connection on my. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. Um, I'm not saying like you know Project Powers in there, but you know I'm oh saying like God. like, <laughs> but there are ten. All right. Well. For the realistic options, um, <laughs> before Phoenix throws in some unrealistic options for Best Picture, um, my goodness, I, I'm going with. I, I don't see any of these getting shut out. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Um, Trial of Chicago Seven, Nomadland, Minari, Marini's Black Bottom, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Father, One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman, and Mank. I think all nine of those definitely get in. I'm shafting Sound of Metal because I just... I don't want to see a 2019 movie compete (laughs) for 2021 Oscars. That's definitely part of it. Another part is we just didn't love Sound of Metal as much as most people. And I just think it's the weakest out of all the films I just, just listed. So I think those nine... Definitely get in. If there's one that maybe doesn't, I could see Judas being a surprise as not getting nominated, but I, I think I, I feel pretty confident in those nine being the selections. Violet nine. I was gonna say I I don't I sadly don't see a world where those nine aren't aren't in selection. If there's a tenth, Soul gets in, but 
I mean, favoritism sadly has to go out the window. Unlike Phoenix, who's definitely going to include Soul <laughs> and the Invisible Man and the Invisible Man. <laughs> happy season. But I, I sadly just don't see a world where, uh, where Soul gets in. I mean, just looking from top to bottom, Minari's gotten so much, so much momentum for some weird reason. <laughs> these past couple months ever since it's come out um and i think i think that was my go-to to to get out um when it came to putting soul in but i mean judas i mean we haven't seen the father yet when i miami my rainy mag promising young woman trial nomad land i just don't see any of those being dislodged so sadly soul has to go and it sucks but what are you gonna do? Okay. Um so what are you gonna do? I'm I'm going with ten and uh I am a, I'm going to agree with uh the bulk of those. So definitely Nomad Land is in uh I I see the Child of Chicago seven, promising young woman, Minari, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Judas. Actually, hold off on that. I don't know if I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go Soul because I think it's happening. I'm going to go Soul. I'm going to go to Five Bloods. I'm just going to. No, that's just, definitely it, not happening. Seven. Those are that's my seven. definitely not happening. I don't want to hear it. That's I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Sound of, metal. <laughs> Sound of Metal has a better chance. No, it does not. Yeah. I'm going with the Five Bloods. So that's seven. Uh, who am I leaving out? Who am I, who am I forgetting? Uh. The father? The f- uh, I don't see that one happening, at least not in Best Picture. Yeah, okay, right, right. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, I mean, that, that's, that's me having not seen it. That's me having not seen it, but it, it, it probably end up there, but I, I, I think I'm going to say no to, to the father just right now. I right, to, to put in, to put in Divide Bloods and Soul, right? Yes. Yeah. No, no, I mean, like, because I feel like the strength of the father is in its performances and, and maybe it's technical aspects, but I don't know. Uh, okay, fine. All right, throw in the father. That's fine. <laughs> throw in the father. Uh, what's that, eight? Uh, I said trial, promise. You're not, you're not doing Mank. I can, I can already Minari. feel that energy. Nomadland, trial, promising, Minari, my rainies. Soul, five bloods. The father. What am I missing? <laughs> you're, not putting, you're not putting Mank in there. I'll tell you that. I am not putting Mank. <laughs> I'm not putting Mank in Best Picture. There are way more than than ten movies better than Mank. Um, but I, I am I am going with Sound of Metal. I think it it does that get. Means. Get out of here. It, I think it I think it gets in. Get out of here. <laughs> Who I, are you? <laughs> I can see I see a world where it gets in. And I think that tenth spot, if there is a tenth, I think that goes. Uh who are I, you, Phoenix? What are you talking about, bro? Phoenix, bro. I, I think I think it goes. I think it goes to Judas. How do you I think not it goes have to a Judas. concrete list? Ugh. No, I'm sorry. I forgot. One night in Miami. One night in Miami gets in. So those are my ten. 
Wait, so for for the people listening who yes. are hella confused. Who are hella confused. <laughs> and the two people who are listening right now who are hella confused. <laughs> please enlighten us on your, your 10. Lay out your 10. Lay out your 10, not being like, oh, well, oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Actually, I want to put that one back in. <laughs> Actually, talk about Olivia Coleman for the father from Best Supporting again. Uh, you know, um. Yes. Look, I look. In my no, opinion, ten straight. Just list your just ten. List oh, your just ten. List, oh, my ten. Okay, so it was Nomadland. Uh, shoot, I forgot. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Trial of the Chicago Seven, Minari, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Soul, The Five Bloods, The Father, One Night in Miami, and Sound of Metal. So you're shafting Judas. I am shafting Judas. And Mank. And Mank. Okay. <laughs> wishful thinking. I thought we were making a... I, I don't think those are wishful. Look, look. I want to point out that none of us picked News of the World for anything. And there is a very good chance oh, that, that that could show up at least in one or two of these categories. But, I, I like, it's not... I don't think it's wishful. I think... If you're looking at the 10 best films of the year, which I know the Oscars don't do, uh, I think th that those are your 10. Those are your 10. Well, like, Mank will get in. Unfortunately, Sound of Metal will get in. Minari will get in. I, I don't know why these movies are there, because I could definitely say that there's like six other ones that are 100% better. But those, those are... I think those are your quote-unquote Oscar 10, which where, you know, reason goes out of the window. So like, that's that's my 10. But again, I think you guys are, are right that we'll go nine. And I think if we go nine, then I, I don't think Sound of Metal makes it in. But that's, that's where I'm going. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm not All right. Those, Those are okay. our Oscar predictions. If you're listening to us post Monday, March 15th, you can laugh at Phoenix's best picture <laughs> voices. Um, maybe you can laugh at some of the other categories for Nick and I, but nonetheless, this was a blast. Oscar season means a ton to the three of us. So there's going to be a blast figuring out who gets snubbed, who uh, gets in that we didn't think. And just analyzing that all. Thank you guys for spending time listening to our predictions. Hopefully, you were able to keep up. Said a lot of names, said a lot of movies. Uh, nonetheless, this should be a fun time, even though 2020 was a down year for movies. It's Oscar yeah. season, nonetheless. 2020 wasn't that bad yes, for movies. For movies. Yes, <laughs> all right. So, we're going to get up out of here, guys. Uh, Nick, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Yeah, you can find me on Waterbox at Nick Spain. You can uh, go over there when when Nathan and I are all all right about our best picture picks. <laughs> and Nathan, where can everybody find you, sir? Yep, you can follow me on Letterbox at Nathan Pig. We are starting Lord of the Rings for the first time ever. I know it's crazy, nice. but you can go see our takes over there. Please make sure you follow the show over on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Instagram at Film Code Pod for all three. 
you're really missing out if you don't follow us over there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you can check out our other content and we'll see you next time. And my name is Phoenix Cloud and you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterbox under PA Clouden. <laughs> and like Nathan said, please follow the show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at FilmCodePod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.